0: Hello, welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Key. Okay. And this week we're looking at Season 2, Episode 8, Adventures in Paradise, Part 2, in which Frasier and Madeline's Bora Bora trip gets very Freudian very fast after the appearance of Lilith. So in this episode, Key, okay, Niles has to get Frasier to remove a bug from the shower. How are oh you God. with dealing with nasties when they get into the house? Bad, very, very bad. <laughs> I thought you might be, but I wanted to push it a little further.
1: Uh, when I was younger, there is my brother will vividly tell you the story of a time that a moth... It, <laughs> me and Steve were just hanging around uh, in the bedroom, and a moth came in. And I mm. ran out. I legged it out of the room. And I uh, went to the bathroom, slammed the door shut behind me i was like you're dealing with it i'm not i'm not dealing with this Can
0: can I ask, were you literally or figuratively hanging around the house? I know that
1: actually. It was literally.
0: (laughs) So Um, you were hiding in the bathroom and Steve had to take care of it.
1: Oh, Steven just came up to the and went, Key, you you know it flew in there with you, don't you? And all he heard from the other side of the door was a screaming. Let me out! Let me escape! And I was clawing at the door, right? The door was not locked. There was a lock. That lock was on my side of the door.
0: You were just in such a panic. You were just in literally scratching panic. at the door. Yeah, I couldn't get out.
1: Um, and yeah, Stephen, my brother still tells that story on a regular basis when he meets new people. Uh, how are you with like spiders and things um i'm like i have to be fairly good at it because shan hates spiders yeah so i've gotten better i mean a few weeks ago i killed three flies in the space of like 15 minutes and i was very proud of myself wow so so you basically were
0: like a spider killing the flies you were doing the spider's job yes i Um, was i mean it's not as
1: good as your record i think you've got a ridiculous record with oh
0: my my record you you referred to the tweet from a couple of summers ago when i killed uh i think nine wasps in an hour at a pub
1: what it was i i told about my three flies on the day it happened I like, I actually text her mate I don't want to brag I just killed three flies <laughs> and you, you text back going
0: that's nothing <laughs> read this <laughs> read these stats Um, yeah wasn't you know some people might be you know offended by that listening they might be you know love all creatures great and small but I'm afraid wasps uh, draw a pretty uh, pretty big battle line in the sand Um, but yeah I think we're on the same page about books in the house here I think we're both a bit like Niles um, I mean I don't want to skip to that part of the review but just the way he closes the double doors in the Boroboran I want to skip to the last segment. I know, but I've got to, I'm, when I ask you that question, I've got to get there. The way he closes those shirts is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, just a quick note, we're actually recording two episodes this week. Um, this is the second episode we recorded this week. So you won't have seen a post advertising for trivia this week, um, specifically to MK and, and Hamish. So Key and I have gone old school and prepared three questions each. Um, for Trivia Corner this week. Are you ready to tuck yourself in, Kay? I am indeed. Excellent. How shall we do this? Because we've only got the six questions this week. We normally have a lot more. Shall we just do back and forth? You do one, I do one, you do one. Okay, yeah, let's go for let's it. It feels like it. I have a red button in front of us. It there, does, yes. Yeah, some kind of uni-challenge <laughs> bulb lighting up. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll kick things off. What okay. colour is the flower in Madeline's hair? Oh, box. Got to go straight for the jugular of the visual. What's response? that? Is it like pink? That is Lilith's. Lilith's oh. pink. Madeline's is white. I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> but you were you. I was going to ask Lilith actually, and I forgot Madeline also wears one at some point. So, um, oh, you were, I mean, you were it was there was genuinely a moment in my head. I was like, I can see victory. I've done this. <laughs> I can see Victor- victory. Victory, and it's pink. <laughs> okay. My first question: What is Brian's job? Oh. <sighs> great question and this another one that's on the tip of my tongue I, I've got zoologist in my head but I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of the episode where he, he dates um I can't remember a name Kelly Easterbrook the the model um and she, she is a zoologist I don't think it's that um ah oh, what would what would Brian gonna. All you know that. about Brian. All I know about Brian, which isn't much. I'm going to have to say lawyer. I don't think it's right.
1: Brian is a seismologist at MIT. Oh, of course She's perfect is. because Lilith has so many faults.
0: <laughs> I knew it was an ologist, man. That's why zoology was in my head. So you
1: went with lawyer?
0: I went, I went, with, I went, with, I went with a lawologist. <laughs> oh, man, that's so annoying. If it
1: helps, um, the guy who called into the show, he was a lawyer.
0: That is where I've got it from. He's like, oh, the money was given as a model but you know, I'm a lawyer now, it's still- Doing okay at the law firm. Tell me more, (laughs) okay. Question two, key: Which famous epic poem of literature is referenced in the second title card? Oh, of Oh God! Episode? See, I did, I
1: did try and make note of the title cards. Mm. Um, I, I think the title card was Paradise Lost.
0: It was. So that that is the the reference. That's that the name of the refer- that's, is that so it? That's the poem from uh, John John <laughs> Milton, the epic poem about Satan. Really good, actually. I studied it at one point in uni. It's, I mean, it's like 400 years old. So.
1: About Satan.
0: Yes, yeah, Satan is like the main character. Um, it's all about like the fall um, from like okay. Satan into hell and stuff, and then he sets up, you know, his armies and minions and battles, garden, all sorts. But it's pretty, pretty epic. It's a bit like Lord of the Rings, but Satan's the main character. <laughs> it's a <laughs> great way of looking at it. Um, but yeah. i
1: genuinely, for a second, was going to go, yeah, he falls into hell, and then he sets up his own little business and corporation. <laughs> he's doing really well for himself.
0: His a little seismology firm. <laughs> he's doing quite well. He's not doing there. as
1: well when he was a model, but
0: you know, he's <laughs> <it's> come <cool laughs> along nicely. The money's still pretty good.
1: Okay. Um, my question, two. Let's go. How much was the bed?
0: Oh, I think I know this. I have a feeling it was
1: $2,500. Okay, I'm going to double check this because I thought i heard 4500
0: Oh, okay. Double check. Cause I, swear, I could I, be I, wrong. I thought he says $2,500 for a bed. I thought he said 4500 but... Wow. Should we see um, what KACL says, even though they are prone to a... Uh... We will
1: um Let's, give KACL the the casting vote here.
0: Okay. I have checked and he says, according to KACL, he says $2,500 for okay, give it to you this uh, is an embarrassing moment controversial it? controversy in trivia corner this week um are you sure you're gonna give it to me Kate? You, yes yes I'm, I, will,
1: I will i will see to your knowledge my friend
0: <laughs> that's very kind thank you uh and my final question this week why where does brian want to get married las vegas yes he does i actually want to ask you a little bit about vegas but we'll wait till we uh continue. i was assuming that was a trick question i felt like a nice easy one Easy, and I was really struggling. For questions in this episode this week. I don't know if you were. Um, I found I found it was a tough one. Um, oh yeah, no, I, that, that wasn't that wasn't the last question, is it? You've got another one. No,
1: I've got one more. Yeah, yeah
0: sorry. So yeah.
1: according to Martin, what are the signs
0: that Lilith is there? Oh, he says to Fraser, uh what you couldn't tell by, and he gives two different examples. I think I might know this because I had a. F- I was almost going to ask this for you. I think he says the seas were churning and all yeah. the birds were taking flight from the trees. <laughs> And that's word accurate, yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's a bit like a hurricane coming or something. It's, you know, and again, with the seismology, there's a bit of a natural disaster theme running in this episode. But uh, yeah, Martin's fantastic in how he deals with Lilith in this episode, as we'll, as we'll get into. But yeah, that wasn't we too see,
1: bad. we see Martin running without a, a cane as we well? We do, kind of balancing
0: on the back of the sofa, so to try and remain some consistency. But yeah, an interesting point. How did, how did we do there? Not too bad. I didn't get the... I got the bed. I got the... You got two out of three. And I think you got... Two out of three. Two out of
1: three. I think we both got the first one wrong. There we
0: go. Nice nice bit of consistency this right, okay. Um hopping into the review animation. Can you tell me what it was, please? I think was it fireworks? It was, and am I right in thinking this is a new animation? I think so.
1: I don't think I've, I've made any, ref- any quite, note of a fireworks before. It's
0: quite satisfying, but also if you actually look at them closely, they're very 90s graphics. Like they're they they are they are fireworks, but they're like there's like five little strands. They're extremely simplistic, which is the beauty of the Frasier title animations. But they are delightfully 90s in their own way.
1: It feels like it's the background on a PS1 game. Yes, basically. or you
0: know those old Windows XP screensavers where like the, the yeah. bars are moving. Moving. Can you leave your monitor for too long? So, episode recap as well happens in this because it's a two-parter. This is the first time I think we've we've had one of these. Kind of a little bit jarring, I think, just the fact that we've had a two parter out of nowhere and does this episode warrant being two parts? Like was the I I don't get why they privileged Madeline and Frasier to the point where they thought this deserves two parts and then they change up the format with a twist ending and a recap and I just think, yeah, what what do you think the kind of thought process was there in giving this episode that extra airtime? I don't know.
1: I'm I genuinely I actually think... I don't think this needs two parts. Mm. And I don't actually think you need Madeline to come back. Yeah. I, I think this works as a standalone episode with Lilith Coming over just to tell Frasier that she's getting married.
0: Yeah, I think because I think the bit with Lilith in this episode is where the episode finally sings. Um, and I, I, I don't yeah. mind Madeline. We talked about her last week. I think what she's given to work with, she's okay. You know, she's she does she does fine. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't buy that Frasier likes her that much. That here's a two parter, and he's going to go back to Bora Bora with her, and yeah, all of this stuff. So it's a weird one. Yeah, and
1: it's just I, th- I just find it really strange that the writing never seems particularly invested. In Madeline, for me. For instance, when um, in the first season, Martin was trying to get back with his neighbor, I think, what was her name? The the one. um, The one where Frazier accidentally revealed on air. Um, but oh, spent oh them, Martin, it? sorry. Um, yeah. Um, uh, 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 Elaine or Elaine,
0: Elaine? yeah. Yes, a delightful Elaine.
1: creature called Elaine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah delightful creature.
1: Um, <laughs> like in that one, Frasier makes the plea on air, and it seems very much that we hoping that she's going to give Martin another chance and yeah. get back. In. Whereas this, Madeline takes him back very quickly just sort of jumps back in and then this first time I trouble she's out again just seems a bit strange to me it's like they didn't put in the legwork in between just assumed we were invested but we're not
0: yeah I agree and I think that KACL segment actually um obviously it's a a bit further along in the episode but I do think it doesn't. I, I was a bit uncomfortable when he does it with Elaine, but now I'm just like, okay, Frasier, you're getting paid like probably high five figure salary to help people. You're a, you're an MD and you're just using your platform on national radio to get an ex girlfriend back. And I'm just like, you know, this isn't the best look for you. And like, you know, this isn't the first time he's done it. it probably won't be the last. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. kind to think about how this episode kind of became a two parter from from the writers' room. Lilith obviously is in this episode quite a lot and she's just always great. She looks remarkably ghostly and pale in the <laughs> air. I feel like they've gone to great pains to, to pale her up in this episode. The way she's got a black swimming suit on as well, which I think is is purely to the contrast. They're really trying to kind of get that, that pale effect going. And a shout out to uh, Hamish, our Chris master, because I know he hasn't spoken about this episode this week because he doesn't know, or he didn't know until about half an hour ago that we we're recording too. I know he loves the delivery of when Lilith says oh it's sam malone sam <laughs> the way Kelsey shouts, sam i know hamish loves that i mean that's just it's just so good and i just think it's just another reminder of why you know lilith is, is so great
1: i think every good moment in this episode lilith is in
0: the room yeah particularly oh. the end like in the apartment yeah. i think yeah. um i mean it's is this the same brian that ends up leaving lilith um and what is that episode again where she comes back and obviously she's on about you know brian wanted someone more masculine no someone more feminine and he found him <laughs> like he, brian leaves her you know for a dude so I'm, I'm thinking what episode is that is that room service or I can't remember, it is yeah is it the one with where she sleeps with niles yeah i was gonna
1: say yeah i don't want to get it wrong but yeah i, th- I think it is yeah um... i think
0: it might be so that i i completely mm. forget that that's this brian that we've already met him and then obviously the bombshell about the marriage at the end um yeah like it because I don't think we ever see Brian again and <laughs> hes you know he's he's done pretty dirty by the, the room service episode he just we basically hate him at that point because he's upset lilith but... I'm
1: not a huge fan of that episode to be honest with you. Th-
0: that's interesting I'm not sure if we spoke about this before but I remember seeing it on a on a Frasier fan club poll for um kind of most controversial episodes um and that really struck me because I I, I really like that episode it, it, it is the reason you don't like it that much because and I think I completely agree with this is that it seems a step too far that Niles and Lilith would sleep together. I don't like
1: I don't like the fact that it puts I think Frazier and Niles' relationship in that way that Niles has slept with his ex-wife. I just don't like
0: Yeah, it's it's a really big kind of jump the shark isn't it? And like the the fact that they can resolve that extremely awful like you know dynamic within 22 minutes it's it seems a Makes little bit hard to No hold. sense yeah.
1: yeah it just so i i always try to forget that episode a little bit
0: Mm, very interesting. Um, well, I look forward to when we get to that because I love the guy who's just like delivering the room service and he's just like, okay. <laughs> just yeah, I joke. do like that guy. <laughs> that guy's that guy, that guy great. So we have the great line here, you know, Ryan being a seismologist and you having so many thoughts. It's a fantastic joke, but don't you think the tone of this episode changes really quickly at that point? Like, it's a really cutting joke and then everyone laughs really awkwardly. And up to that point, it was quite amicable and I don't know why... There's that sudden like go for the jugular and make everyone really uncomfortable? Yeah, I I find this a little bit strange because
1: obviously I can understand Frazier being uncomfortable with Lilith, and because we know from his personality that that's what he's like that trying to one-up someone and mm-hmm, things sure. like that I, but obviously when they're, they're both getting off with their respective partners in front of each
0: other <laughs> it's hilarious
1: <laughs> um i just find it strange that lilith goes along with it i feel that she'd be standing there judging frazier a little bit more
0: yeah yeah lilith is the the bigger person of the two of them isn't she um yeah. but she has those moments of weakness no i, I that's a really good observation actually I, I, I was kind of drawn to the fact that she wears that big Kind of classic Macintosh as well that Frasier wears. Like they're both in this episode, like she wears that coat that we always see Frasier wearing. You just see oh, they are very similar in many respects. Yeah. And everyone wears a very similar coat in this episode because um, I see Niles is wearing his coat and uh, Martin is wearing a lovely
1: coat. I'm going to get, I noted you, that I down. Martin's coat, what coat's he got on? Too. It's quite a long one. It's a similar
0: color to Niles. A bit of a coat. kind of a beige khaki mac. Type yeah. Thing. And it's not
1: quite as long as Niles, but it still comes down you kind know, of past to the waist. Yeah. It's certainly like on the thigh sort of level. Mm. I think it's a really it looked really good on him, actually. I really like the coat.
0: So. Damn, you'll have to you'll have to find out. In fact, speaking of, I got a delivery yesterday of a, like a, a blue kind of you know what a chore jacket is? Or like a workers jacket. If I said that to you, do you know what I mean? By what they look like, I do not No, it's it's hard to explain, but I've wanted one for like a year or two and I found a perfect one from this company in like Portugal or something. And it came, and I felt a bit like Frasier when he gets like one of his little deliveries from you know some bespoke cashmere jumper that he gets you know <laughs> sewn in uh, in Italy or something. But yeah, I, I, I'll have to go back and look at this coat because I've always been a um, big fan of Macintoshes and things. They're good stuff. So at this point in the episode, they come back from the meal. They agree to go on, which I'm really gutted we don't see. I think this whole omitted part of the episode would be like great. The dynamic of the four of them in like some tiki bar. The set could have been really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we know we they've used it in Cranes Go Caribbean. I just think this is such a missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, I wonder for me whether if they were going to commit to this being a two-parter, mm-hmm. they should have done the entire second episode in Bora Bora. With the two couples and just playing them off one another. Um, Yeah,
0: they would have been so much better. And it gives us more time with Madeline to buy into the fact that this is a relationship.
1: Yeah, and then end the episode with Fraser on the bed have it build up to that moment where it all falls apart whereas here it's very very funny but it's so early on in the episode
0: that's that, a great point point. and yeah. it,
1: it's what was strange is that I think that is probably the the scene that everyone remembers from this episode is Fraser on the bed yeah
0: which is, it's hilarious but yeah and then you realize so actually it's an ending
1: yeah it's six or seven minutes in and then you think oh well what happens because I completely forgot Madeline came back to be honest with you so I,
0: did I so did I I think I've even made a note of that I was just really surprised that would been such a better ending to end on that and then maybe in the next episode or in a few episodes down the line lilith comes back to say oh yeah brian you remember him from bora bora while we're getting married yeah god that would have been so much better interesting to see what people think about that because i want to see that dinner table scene i want to see brian climbing the tree for the coconut to start yeah even though no, right us. three on the ground,
1: ground
0: right? <laughs> have you ever um, had coconut i don't think i've ever tried coconut i have not tried coconut but i now. hate it in like Sugar, you know, sweet things like puddings and desserts and biscuits. I'm not a fan of the flavour, so I it just looks it strange like to me. I'm really confused. at The first person who saw a coconut, went, I reckon
1: I can, I can do something with that.
0: I know. And what do you even do? Do you just like lop off the lid and then there's just like juice inside? You could just whack a straw. I so. in. <laughs> we yeah.
1: sound so so basic. We really and yeah, so uncultured.
0: Don't I do. I always. <laughs>
1: I sort of figured the only way to get into a coconut is just like to smash it on the ground.
0: I'm <laughs> That's not <laughs> like, what you do. Like a rock, yeah. That would yeah. be probably a very inelegant way of splattering yourself <laughs> with coconut juice. Um, yeah. <laughs> when Frasier and... Sorry, I just heard a massive noise out the window and I didn't know what it was. Um, when Frasier and uh, Madeline are on the bed here, I don't know about you, but I was just fully expecting another oik from from Gauci yes. at this point. I was
1: like, I getting ma- hot and ma- heavy. I find... He tells his delivery of Wonderlic so is so weird. He, like Mumbles says I feel dirty. And he was
0: good. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't understand why he delivers it the no why he does. It's really strange. Wow, I completely slipped my mind. I don't remember him saying good, but I just had must have deafened how he says it. I feel dirty. Good.
1: Trust me, it's not a sexy way of saying the word <laughs> "good." It's just I find it a really weird way of saying it.
0: But... What's even weirder is that Madeline—the way Madeline says it—is—is is sexy, but she just wants yeah. to go and get actually showered and get sand off. I mean, that is a thing I hate going to the beach getting sand on there. You also have that ill. Oh, it's dreadful. The going sand the everywhere. Getting everywhere, man. And then the you get in the shower. You end up with
1: afterwards. more sand in your in your house or your flat than than, than is that. is at the beach.
0: You do. I understand you understand how do. it happens? It's it's horrendous. When you get in like the shower and it's all coming off and it's like, oh it's just yeah, big, big pet peeve of mine. Absolutely loathe that. So, some great lines from, from Frasier at this point where he's... Uh, in fact, I can't actually remember when he says this quote and he's talking about my dreams and my... Oh, I think he's on bed he's on the bed, isn't he? He's talking about people like in college, sleeping together. Yeah. And he's like, I was just in, in my room with my dreams and my Henry Miller collection. Funny lie, but yeah, I, I kind of forgot the context at that point.
1: Again, it's just a bit strange the dynamic, I think, between Madeline and, and Frasier. you not that... buying it, are you? Okay. <laughs> it's that it's she, she seems to be the one who wants attention. She's you know, in the sense that she's going, we just concentrate on me. Which and, I think oh, is I, fair I, with
0: the ex wife being there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it is fair. But then she said, Oh, I feel dirty. And you're thinking, OK, she's the one pushing this along. She's the she's one who really wants it. it.
0: Yeah, and then
1: yeah. two lines later, she's like, Oh, no, actually, I mean, Sandy, I'm, I'm going to go have a shower.
0: Yeah, just, it feels she's like a bit hot and cold. Just, I'm a
1: bit confused about what her motivation was and, and as an
0: actress i'm just
1: i don't really get it
0: <laughs> no i know what you mean i know what you mean it's the whole dynamic is a bit weird at this point there's some great lines like Kelsey saying that's never happened before without a prescription when she says i'm gonna make you forget you were ever married to lilith yeah. um, it's weird hearing her say the name lilith because she's barely known her you know other than obviously the meal we don't see yeah kind of just strange to hear that name come out of a mouth of a character we'll never ever see again um, I'm gonna be honest, if I was about to get into
1: bed with a divorced person, I probably wouldn't mention their ex. Yeah. I'm, going to like,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna make you forget about all the times you've slept with someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then instantly you're thinking about that.
1: It's and I don't know, I just find it a be a bit strange that they you know, they clearly know if they have sex, the people that the other couple are gonna hear them. And it bamboo
0: just... doesn't seem like it's very thick. I mean it's a strong no. material, but I think you could hear what's going on. Which I mean it's hilarious that Fraser thinks he can hear um, Lilith having sex because he can't hear anything. But then, as we get to now on the bed, you know, God, you're killing me, <laughs> and slamming the <laughs> bed against the wall. I think it has to be in the top five cringiest moments for to personally happen to Frazier. I think this is like maybe not so much because I've seen the episode a lot, but I think it's unbearable to watch like the first time around because when you see him yeah. at the window, you just think. I, I would die inside if I was spotted doing this.
1: It's everything, isn't it? It's the physical comedy from Kelsey in, in, in shaking in the, the bed, way. jumping up and down. He's, obviously, because he's such a, he's a well-built guy and everything, it just adds to it. It does. It's also his dialogue of what he's saying. I mean, oh, oh, mama. Oh, God, you are so hot. I am <laughs> God, burning her. God,
0: so hot. I'm burning her. That is terrible. <laughs> Imagine saying that when actually sleeping with someone. They'd be like, literally out of the door. Um, yeah. That is just...
1: I mean, in the current day and age, they're probably going, you've got a fever. What? <laughs> Stop <laughs> oh my God. this.
0: I'm getting out of there. I'm going to self um, Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But yeah, it's got to be in the top five cringiest moments of fresh. Then we have him back at KSVL after the inevitable collapse of his relationship with, with um, Madeline after this exact moment. Using his platform, as I said, to try and get his ex-girlfriend back doesn't quite sit with me. <laughs> Um, and then Vic, the first time a caller is a little nervous. I don't know who Vic is, Key. Are you able to have a look who who the caller was? Because I feel like I recognize the voice and I, I can't place it. So maybe we can. Okay, tell me your gut instinct with uh, with Vic. Oh man, I can't even remember what he sounds like. I, famous, like, he's very famous. Really, you'll, you'll um, be kicking yourself. Yeah, we've had Jeff Daniels before, so I need to get him out of my head. Um, I don't know. I, Maybe like Oh, I don't know. Maybe not Dustin Hoffman or something. I don't know. Right. Clearly not Dustin it's Hoffman. Not Dustin Hoffman.
1: <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Go he, for I'll, it. I'll give you a clue. He loves phones, mobile phones.
0: Kevin Bacon?
1: Kevin Bacon, Oh,
0: yeah. wow. I should have got that. I'm a, I'm a fan of K-Bakes. <laughs> are you are you a Kevin Bacon fan?
1: I, I am. I mean, I love Apollo 13. I think it's an amazing film. I mean, honestly, shockingly,
0: I've not seen Apollo 13. you never seen? No. It's a no.
1: really, really strong film. You've probably got in, be in the mood for it. Mm. But it is a oh, really strong yeah yeah, yeah. it is um but i also love because it's sort of i think i put it in that category of so good it's so bad it's good um mm. tremors have you ever seen tremors yeah i
0: knew you were gonna say tremors again not seen tremors um but but here, i think i'd probably like it that kind of slightly cheesy what is it it's like a monster thriller um, yeah it's
1: like a, a like horror monster-y. comedy about these mm. sort of I think as I, think I remember correctly, they're like worms that just come out of the ground and eat people, or snakes that come out of the ground and eat people. It's, it's really bad, but it's good. <laughs> it is good
0: kevin kevin bacon's in a film um a barry Levinson film from 1982 called diner and i watched that probably a couple of years ago now and it is one of my favorite films and i think you would love it it's got a young mickey rourke a young daniel stern who played marv in home alone um, a young kevin bacon a couple of others set in like 1959 in baltimore and basically this there's this classic like you know Happy Days style diner um, on the outskirts of town. And all of these main casts I've just named, they're all like 19 or whatever and they're all about to graduate and move out and go on to their own lives. And it's just about how they gather at that diner every night and just eat chips and drink milkshakes and just talk about their love lives and what's going on for like into deep into the, into the morning. And it's, it's just a really amazing coming of age um, film about them having to leave all that behind. But it's so cosy and it's just, oh, it's, it's amazing. And it's just got some it's got some quite famous famous moments in it that are quite iconic but weirdly the first time i ever heard of this film was in another sitcom and it was in friends and it's when rachel's on a really bad blind date with someone she won't stop talking about ross and the guy's just like she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i've been ignoring you all night it's like oh no it's been fine that's only because i've been playing the movie Dider in my head for the last hour and a half
1: i saw that episode a few days ago it's uh, michael she goes on a date with yeah and he she ends up going on about ross's cat
0: that's it. Yeah. And is it you Judy gotta, as well? Should I be talking yeah, about Judy? Julie? Julie. Julie, Julie yeah. That's it. So that's the first time I heard it. I remember thinking, I remember seeing that line again and thinking, man, what is Diner? And I looked it up and it's like, wow, this sounds like a real bit of me. So I put it on and yeah, it's it's amazing. So we'll have to try and watch that together sometime, okay? I yeah, definitely. A big, that's, um, big fan. Looks really good good stuff I mean that was a big Kevin Bacon tangent so thank you for finding out who Vic was excellent line from Roz when he says as we've already discussed you know oh I was making pretty good money as a model but you know I guess it's all right at the law firm." like tell me more
1: <laughs> yeah that absolute you know come to bed
0: voice that I just cool love aspects. it Perry <laughs> Gilpin turning on the charm so so good um after this we go back to back to the apartment again it's a lot of fitting around in this episode. And we find out they're going to the ballet because well, do you want to tell everyone what Maris' part is in this uh, in this production? Oh,
1: she's playing it's non-dancing, but it is a key role. It is uh, a key role. She plays Ulrich, the uh, hunchback drawbridge operator.
0: Which <laughs> I love this gag, but I mean can you ever see someone who's as high society as Maris ever wanting to do something like that? It's oh, it seems like not at gonna, all. No, I don't get it, like she's just gonna be the butt of the jokes. She's clearly like, a part that people you know it's comic relief or at least tragic relief it's just yeah it's, it's a weird one here for me this whole and the fact that they're dragging martin along i mean why would martin be going i just don't quite get it oh it,
1: it's a bit strange because i can't imagine she would ever allow herself to look at anything less good. than perfect or more uh-huh. anything less than you know completely in fashion or in chic or whatever yeah. Um, Yet she's going to play a hunchback drawbridge operator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Much, I don't know many hunchback drawbridge operators. But I don't imagine they are absolutely very chic. I, I would.
0: Well, I think it's a pretty good assumption you've made there, <laughs> Kay, A pretty decent deduction. But yeah, I just don't think she'd open herself to ridicule like this. I think Marius, as we've said, you know, she's she's very prim and proper in a in a alien kind of way. So. Um, we do get
1: a very nice joke about her being able to, unable to get her weight up to be a ballet dancer.
0: Yeah, absolutely hilarious. I love that. Um, I just think of her coyly hiding behind her breadstick. The other <laughs> line from a different episode. Daphne, at this point, she uh, she mentions the fair sex. Is is this why? Have you obviously I've heard this phrase before, but do you, do you know where the origins of this come from, or like what? Because she's like, oh, that's why they call us the fair sex. She's obviously being a bit in cheek, but. I don't know. I feel like this is a bit of an archaic term now that you hear from, like, men who are now in their 70s and 80s. I'm not sure. It's got a bit of a medieval thing going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I find... I've never heard anyone say the fair sex. I've always heard the fairer
0: sex. Yeah, I've heard... I think I've heard both as kind of slight variants of one another, but... Yeah it's it's a bit of a weird one I don't understand is it meant to be complimentary or is it or is it actually a bit of a misogynistic thing that's maybe been weaponized by I, you know chauvinists yeah I,
1: I suspect that it's it's the second probably yeah probably changed it. I mean I think it's meant to be that women are the good looking sex and men are not um
0: I think I think that's fair I, no, I, I, intended.
1: I yeah, well mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't probably use it in everyday conversation now though.
0: I, I think it's a good good way to get a slap in the face these days. Yeah um, <laughs> Would you want to go and see ballet while we're on the on the subject? Would you ever get, be interested in going to see the ballet?
1: I don't think I'm sophisticated enough to appreciate mm. it. Like, I appreciate that obviously it takes tremendous talent and ability. Mm-hmm. And I would never ever be able to do it because I can't even do a basic like five-step dance
0: routine. It's dreadful. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what a five-step dance routine <laughs> is. <laughs> so you've got me beat there. Okay, I'd love to see um, your two-step uh, dance it's, routine. It's not
1: good. It's not good. <laughs> I um see me in a nightclub or something. You'll see me just dance, like bobbing from side to side like a fifty-year-old man. It's I think it's a good.
0: travesty that we've never been on a, on a night out together like in the in the twenty you know two years I've known you or however long it's been we've never uh, we've never been out for a drink you know in a nightclub or whatever with a group of lads I want to see you cut some shapes on the dance <laughs> like, uh, the
1: when guys. the nightclubs reopen mate we'll all go for we'll it. all have
0: to get a piece night
1: of, out
0: your yeah. podcast night out going or <laughs> we're branded merch um, but I understand with, with ballet I'm a bit the same because you know how it is first the ballet <laughs> then the inevitable <laughs> discussion <laughs> I've basically asked you just so I could say that line that is one of um, the best Marty lines of uh, of the last few episodes i think it's so, so, you so good i have gone to see opera mm, um, i have not actually and that's something it's... i would like to do more so than than the ballet
1: yeah it's not it's not for me um,
0: oh really how many I went, have you been to once or more I once,
1: when i was in college we were studying Macbeth, and and you had to see different versions of the performance so you could compare them for an essay oh okay um, And so we went to see one version of Macbeth. And then we went to see an operatic version, which was all in Italian. And (laughs) and I I didn't understand it because you get subtitles on a screen next to the stage. Hmm. and the subtitles say hello but she sings for five minutes what's <laughs> yeah. happening there
0: the subtitles are really far behind that's hilarious man uh, yeah yeah I mean, saying you didn't understand it is a bit of an understatement I mean, I mind. not speaking italian but...
1: I, I i know macbeth i know the story <laughs> but it was hard italian. to
0: follow in italian
1: i did not um, mind my tutor went with us because a few of us went and she fell asleep <laughs> so...
0: Oh wow not really setting a great example there for uh the fellow thespians that were gathered but uh no yeah i, I do not... i love martin in this scene i think just the way he makes it so awkward it's brilliant he handles it so well and like when he when he comes back and just yeah i mean i'm not quite where that is on the bullet point oh it's quite near the end actually but yeah his um him sprinting for the to, to shake Maris's hand, uh, Maris to shake Lila's hand, a comfortable Maris. So, <laughs> just a Freudian slip. Um, so yeah, what, like he's kind of running along the back of the sofa, it's hilarious, but well, when they run into
1: Madeline uh, the thing, and you know, obviously, mine has a gray line, as you say about the discussion, but he refers to her as Maddie, he doesn't go wow. full name. And she comes I didn't in, catch
0: that at all. And I don't think he's met her at that point. I'm sure he says, Where well, she as she comes in the door, oh, hi, Maddie. Wow, Which that's is, a great catch because. Another weird layer to the relationship Madeline has to the Crane family. Like, it's like, is she familiar? Is she not? Have they met her before? Um, For me, that could go
1: in one or two directions. One, mm. um, that's just
0: Martin. He's colloquial. He's
1: you know, he probably gives a lot of people nicknames. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, has he met her before and they know each other? Or, I don't know. Um, and then maybe she has been introduced to the family, but
0: yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, I think sometimes with these relationships with Frasier, we have to fill in the gaps because he's only with women for like a couple of episodes if we're sure. lucky. So, um, but yeah, good catch there. Did not notice that. It's it's kind of telling to maybe what's gone on behind the scenes. I I've just kind of made a note. I think Madeline is very, and uh, you said this earlier. She's very forgiving in this episode. Um, she's very willing to forget that Frasier has acted extremely weirdly, which. At least she calls out, but I mean Frazier's behaviour is like it's not just a bit abnormal or jealous. It's 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 it's, you know, past what's the word? Beyond the pale. Um, I think. So I think she's very forgiving and, you know, is susceptible to Frasier's trademark mango on a stick and, and drinking <laughs> some Mai Tais. I mean, obviously if you've got any comments on Madeline, please pass them. But Key, have you also ever had a Mai Because I have not and I don't even know what they are. Um
1: well firstly on Madeline. I, I think the writers call out a little bit that they haven't got a great justification because of the way she says. That's how I've got it worked out in my head and it's fragile, so let's not mess with it. It's
0: Yeah, she's kind of giving the writers a blank check there to say, right, we haven't really got the uh, yeah. to, to rationale out of this anymore.
1: Let's just move on to the next point of the story. Let's just <laughs> move
0: on to them banging on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but no, I don't. I, I think that if you're in this situation and you're, you know, they're still, they've been dating a short period of time, most people would turn down and broad. And just run as far as they can.
0: I think so. They'd run further than Bora Bora. And I mean, I looked <laughs> up where Bora Bora was. Are you familiar with where it is? Because it is very in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> in my other. head, I was thinking like near Thailand or something like that. But I think it's it's French Polynesia, which I have a feeling it's basically like in the middle of the Pacific. So like you just keep heading wow. due east from Australia, and you you basically hit. French Polynesia I think it is like I imagine the weather is incredible all year round you know blue seas but it is just yeah the Pacific is so big it scares me to death
1: I, um, I love how basic though you gave the directions. I, I'm never going to ask you for directions from we'll just head just due
0: to, east from Australia. Go
1: <laughs> east from Australia and you're, you'll be fine.
0: As the crow flies, for, you know about three thousand miles. You'll uh, you'll hit the uh, French Polynesia. But yeah, yeah. But no, it's...
1: I was just going to say um, I've never had a picture of my Tais. I, no, um...
0: I, I think they look pretty tasty. They're colourful, and I imagine you can probably buy a picture of these at spoons or something for like a pound. You <laughs> know, the pictures are notoriously cheap. Um, so
1: a mai tai is a cocktail based on rum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Curacao liquor. Uh,
0: um, I don't know how that's has it spelled. C U R A, then C with a little line underneath. A O. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I don't think I've seen that word before. There's also orgate syrup, and that's O R G E A T. Oh my god.
1: And lime juice.
0: Wow. Okay. A lime juice. Okay. <laughs> I can get behind. Okay, how do you could spell hear, Mai my tie?
1: Could hear the relief in my voice when I got to the words <laughs> <a> lime juice. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. I got
0: my tie now. Let me. I want to see the. Oh yeah, there it is. It might tell you how you pronounce it on Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. It's Q, Curacao, Curacao. I think. Curasso. In Curasso.
1: I, I want to say is is there a small country called Curacao? Because I feel that um, the football team.
0: Yeah, there's a Dutch island of Curacao. There you go. A Dutch go. island, and it is in the Lesser Antilles in the southern caribbean sea caribbean I a caribbean I mean, yeah, you,
1: you did it last week as well and it, I... it pains me wow
0: honestly this is because of my stupid american fetishization i mean there's nothing stupid about americans it's, it's my obsession with america is what's uh it's kind of becoming too much okay you'll have to uh, you'll have to call me out if i keep pronouncing these words i'm i'm betraying my birmingham roots i didn't realize i did last week when does it because i mentioned bora bora again or we were talking about the cranes go Caribbean, Caribbean.
1: I don't know. I don't, I'm sure though I remember picking it up somehow. So I don't know if it was off You've got to
0: call it out, man. You've got to call it out. And <laughs> I feel like sure I need too. to just reiterate that I was not calling American pronunciation <laughs> stupid. I was not saying that. I, I love American things. This is for painfully clear. So there we go. I'm going to stop digging this hole. <laughs> um, I've got a great question I want to put to the uh, to the listeners this week, to people to, uh, to phone in, uh, to, to, to write in on, on Reddit, Facebook and stuff. Just what do we think Frazier has called his his piece <laughs> his manhood um audience suggestions so well have you got any any ideas here okay I don't know I feel
1: I feel there's gonna be some kind of young reference there. I don't you know. reckon
0: do you reckon he's gonna go for some kind of psychology psychology thing? Yeah That's he's got it maybe I don't think Kennedy Burling would be a great name for Everett piece. <laughs> Kennedy um, Burling is, uh, is
1: coming into action here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kennedy Burling is rising to attention. But yeah, so please, if you if you think you know what key is... What key is uh, uh, what phrase <laughs> There's your Jungian slip, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe, you know, maybe he calls it his trademark mango on a stick. Who knows? Or <laughs> His two pieces of mango and something else. Please, people, let us know what you think. Because, you know, he's about to tell us in this episode and he gets cut short. So... Um... little thing here. He picks up Eddie and he's going to go get rid of him. Why does he turn away from the balcony with Eddie? He goes to the door, looks out, and then kind of does this dramatic turn away from the door. And there's a laugh track and Madeline laughs. I don't get it. Have I missed something?
1: I just got the feeling that he was going to throw Eddie off the side of the balcony. Oh,
0: There was a moment
1: like, can I, no, I'll probably not do that. I'll go. Put that him back makes but a lot it of be. sense.
0: Oh, part of I me mean, was like, when I was trying to riddle through this, is he, does he not put him out there? Cause he knows you'll still look through the window at them. But I think you're, I think you're spot on with that actually. Um, I'm very slow on the uptake today, but yeah, I think I think that's and he does he does threaten to do this a few times as well. You know, you'll be the little splash that follows him, etc. So I think yeah, I think that's definitely where they're going with this because it's it's just a common common gag for Fraser and Eddie. I've I've already made the comment when Lilith arrives. I love a nice physical nod to their weird similarities and that she's got the same coat on as him. Um, the great line about. Fracious trademark mango on a stick. I mean, if, if you were a courting man key, do you think you'd have a, an appetizer trademark? And, and if so, what, what would it be? Oh, don't. Would it be strawberries and chocolate? You'd strike me as a strawberries and chocolate kind of man. I could, I could do
1: that, I think, yeah. I mm. think it does remind me. Do you remember that uh, video before Wimbledon a few years ago when you had, um, they asked all the top players, they said, oh, so how do you eat your strawberries? Yeah. Um, and they all said, they all, you know, Roger Federer. Uh, Sharapova, Serena Williams, um, Nadal, Djokovic—all the you know best players—looking seductively into the camera and going cream. Yeah. And then they got to Andy Murray's, like my fingers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> um, incredible. I completely forgot about that. Actually, that is amazing. So you think, uh, yeah, you, you channel some of Andy Murray with your with your. Yeah,
1: I, I think they'd be having strawberries, looking really good, and they'd be moving my fingers like here we go. <laughs>
0: Just kind of, yeah, getting the juice all over your hands and the most, yeah, least romantic thing possible. Yeah, so some great moments here. Lilith sitting in the chair and Frasier dimming the lights and, you know, put down that mango, my dear. It's time you taste the forbidden fruit. The way he's got, like, one leg raised on the little step up to the other uh, bedrooms is hilarious. It's just a phenomenal line. I would be so angry with Lilith at this point as well. I think Frasier, again, Frasier is very forgiving of Lilith, much like Madeline was with him, because she... Lilith has just destroyed this relationship basically for the second time. To- well, not the second time, Fraser destroyed it the first time. But yeah, I'd be fuming with her.
1: For me, I just find it all a bit there's one bit I really love. So I did a positive bit first. I yeah. love the way he he looks around the room and says, What have you done with Madeline? As though he's expecting her to be tied up in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, corner.
0: <laughs> like bound under the piano or
1: something. <laughs> um, I really do love the delivery of that line. I think it's really oh, funny. So good. I just find it a bit. I find it strange that, again, Madeline is just twisting and turning here for me because mm. she has forgiven him very readily, very easily. Yeah. Um, there seems to have been no hangover about what he did and she was happy to, you know, get with him on the sofa. Then <laughs> <laughs> the she second was. Lilith shows up, it's like, oh, no, I'm done. No, I'm going to question yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of there. I'm done. And just leaves. Doesn't speak mm. to Frasier, just leaves. Um, I don't know. I, I, you would be annoyed at first. I think you would because... He has Lilith has essentially ruined it, but at the same time, she's not done anything wrong. In the-
0: no, she hasn't. I think it's. I think the thing that's worse here is you forget. Fraser makes that comment that Lilith lives on the other side of the country, so the fact she then appears immediately to Madeline one, it makes it look like he's lying, and he doesn't get the chance to say, "Oh no, she really does. She's on a layover." Though Lilith does say that to Madeline. Lilith yeah, explains her. Yeah, so she's got no reason to distrust that unless she thinks something's going on, in which case you know, they're both in on it and they'll both lie. Um, but yeah, I think maybe that's the big impetus for her leaving, is that he's just said, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Bam! There she is at the door.
1: And you do get a really nice line from Fraige about my god, woman, I drive a stake through your heart, but I don't think anything could kill you.
0: <laughs> I've literally just highlighted that line. That is phenomenal. One of the best lines of the episode as well. She gets compared to a vampire so often, or like, not even a vampire, but just some kind of malevolent spirit. I mean, we have the the seas churning and the birds leaving earlier so and she kind of responds you know don't be churlish i think churlish is a word that gets used a lot on fraser this is a word that kind of strikes you as if you were to kind of draw up a list of the hundred most frasiery frasier-esque words i think churl and churlish would be really high on that list yeah i don't and especially when you compare it to other shows,
1: it's not a word that comes up often in everyday conversation. No,
0: I don't think I'd ever heard it before watching Frasier and hearing it on there. So it's it's a it's a good word. I mean, it's a word I want to use more in everyday conversation, but then I probably end up getting lampooned. But in yeah, fact, lampooned, I think, is a uh, is also a term not the in most Frasier. Common. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I was
1: gonna say I do I, I do really like though the dynamic between Frasier and Luth, and I say this every time that yeah, I do. I love the way I think. Frasier gets knocked for six when she finds out when he finds out that is gonna get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I, then his immediate desire to one up her by Oh, well I'm getting married too, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> you have to get a dress. <laughs> but then you do have this very again, raw, vulnerable, sensitive and very I think emotionally intelligent conversation between both of them. Mm. The way that you know, she she says that you'll always be Frederick's dad. That that can't be taken away from you. Mm with these little jokes just spliced in between that, you know, things like I'm convinced that he loves me within an acceptable margin of error. Yeah, it's so a great line. It's it's really nice. And, and I say Lilith, everything good about this episode is Lilith, basically. She does a phenomenal job.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I think what you said there is really spot on about their emotional intelligence, because they can both be very emotionally unintelligent, i.e. Like getting off with each other's, you know, partners in front of each other, Frasier smashing the bed. But then at this point, it is very kind of, there's a lot of pathos in this scene you really kind of you know you really feel for both of them they clearly they always care about each other and although there's the constant sparring back and forth we know that deep down they they, they love each other and I think this has said, been said before and a lot of people have very strong views on this but I think the capacity for Fraser and Lilith to have reconciled over the series was so easily there and they could they could so have written it in and it would have been so believable because every episode that they're in together and they show a bit of interest in one another you really start to think you know why didn't to work why couldn't it work again they have frederick which is you know huge anyway but yeah i think i think the capacity was always there to keep lilith in the in the show a little bit more um I was, it's yeah. a tragedy that lilith is not in it more than one more than she is to be honest mm.
1: I do think they work. I think they work as a couple because while they they bicker and they argue, you do see there is a genuine respect and love for one another. They do have a good relationship, and I know obviously they dig at each other and things like that. But you now in here, you know, Lilith is comforting Fraser that you know he's he's not going to lose his son. Mm. Fraser does congratulate her. She's you know she's she's moved on. She's doing, like so, they they do have a good relationship in many ways. You know, for a divorced couple, they got on very very well. And oh, they
0: they do, and like the episodes like A Little Thanksgiving, where they like they spend it at Lilith's house, and they both team up to try and get some common goal. You know, you really see them as like, why couldn't there at least have been an arc where they do reconcile for maybe a season or two, and then it, if it doesn't work out, then then the nail's in the coffin. But. I feel like they kind of the, the carrot of Lilith gets dangled a lot in this show and you really start to think, man, maybe they really are gonna get together here. And then room service, I guess, kinda of puts the the brakes on that. Yeah, the kibosh kind of on that, it um, doesn't yeah, yeah. I think that's the big episode maybe that turns it around. I think that's season three, so it's not even that far away. But yeah, just I think I think we're both in agreement. It's a bit of an acting masterclass when her and Kelsey have the room and it's just them too. So, um it's just the dialogue is always so tight there. She's she's so good. I mean, she mentions that Brian and her are going to get married on the way to Vegas. Uh, obviously, my question to you, and I wanted to ask: Does Las Vegas appeal to you? Key? Would you like to go on like a a, a group of lads? You know, a group and boy lads. I mean, you know, like me and the lads we know, not like some raucousness. Lads, um, lads, lads, <laughs> lads. But I mean, does does Vegas you know appeal to you, or is it something you you agree with Niles, it's a tacky place and you know have done with it?
1: Oh, he, he probably doesn't appeal to me, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because the city of I'm, sin. I'm, I'm, I'm not a gambler. So mm. I think I wouldn't be able to take in most of what people go to Vegas for. Because mm. listeners won't notice because I don't think I've said this story on air, but I, I learned my my mistakes. I learned my lessons about gambling when I was very young because we were oh, in primary wow. school oh, wow. and we <laughs> had a scary, bring your own toy like a toy day where you got to bring a toy in. And Best I brought in a. I brought in a poker set and a big, a big bag of skittles, and uh, me, Will, and a few other friends spent the day gambling, playing poker, and gambling <laughs> with skittles. So. And rude. And I lost all my skittles,
0: <laughs> and, and ever since then I've never really gambled. So. Wow, I really have put a kind of psychological block on you and gambling. Then, so I've stopped any love for Vegas from my skittle hoarding all the all those years ago, and that would have been what fifteen years ago, fourteen years ago. Um, about that, yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind. I'd like to go to Vegas. I think um, I, I'm not a big gambler either. Um, I'm not super huge on gambling, um, but I just think if you had the right group and you know you had a little bit of money burning a hole in your pocket, which isn't a thing that happens much these days, I think it would be really good. But I think only by night. Whenever you see photos of, of Las Vegas by day, it's a really kind of sobering, sterile place. It's just a bit like you know everyone's got a headache, everyone's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> you know, it's just a bit like the yes, city to me in my head. It's always night time. It only exists at night. You know i uh, mean
1: Feels like everyone's just reliving their mistakes in Big the and
0: then just kind of nursing a hangover, having some kind of you know greasy fry up. I'm ready to do it all over again on the night, which you know by the time the night comes around, it's it's great again. So you know it's it's a funny one. My next bullet point is Fraser. Obviously, when he's speaking to Lilith, he says I'll try to smooth things over with Madeline, and then Lilith's like, you know, you should. She's a catch or something. She, you know, she seems good for you or something like that. Really, kind of genuine and heartfelt from both of them. We never see if we never see, see Madeline again. So, why this kind of, you know, this two-parter setting up a potential relationship with her and then this ending that clearly suggests that, oh, he's going to go back to her and Lilith's endorsing it. And then we never, ever see her again. I don't understand this ending. I mean, I don't understand the two-parter. It's I don't crazy. understand Madeline.
1: Yeah, it just I never really, as an audience member, I don't think I I get to grips with her character at all, to be honest with you. I hmm. don't understand what she really I just don't understand her, her relationship with Fraser. to be honest I just I'm not invested in it it's not I don't yeah I don't really get it
0: I'm, I'm so glad that the ending that's the dream is not the real ending I mean I, that goes without saying I mean the fact that Diane would be there he'd be, obviously that, that's jumping the shark if that was actually canon and that happened but I'm glad that he doesn't go back to Bora Bora with her because I'm just like there's no way Madeline would agree to that she he says he'll try and smooth things over in my head Madeline is absolutely god now. she's not going to be interested in this and I, I love the fact that Niles is there That that is funny and that is a nice resolution to this because it's just kind of like no matter how many relationships fail in this show them two will always have each other and their brotherly kind of love is just it's just great i don't love that i said earlier you know in fact my last bullet point is actually the first thing i mentioned which is the way he closes the door um when fraser goes in to get the bug which i just think is hilarious i like the fact he's playing big brother and Nars is kind of like you know, he's closing the doors outside. He's being a bit wimpy. And we I see Fraser yeah,
1: destroying another bed.
0: We do, and yeah, he's trying to kill the bug in exactly the same way by smashing the, uh smashing like the stanchion against the wall. And I'm just like, you know, what? Why would that kill the bug? Unless it's, oh, it's not know, gonna work. If the bug is right there, then sure. But it's it's a funny visual throwback. But I mean, it's maybe not quite necessary. But yeah, I mean, all in all, an interesting two part. Our first of the show, and I think you know we thought about it critically maybe not our favourite so that leads me to think this isn't in your top 10 am I right in saying that? Not in my top 10 (laughs) It's not in my top 10 either and where it ranks we'll have to wait till we get to the uh, end of season recap but I can't imagine it'll be too high
1: One point just from the last couple of scenes Mm. I've got two two small points Oh yeah One What do you think of Martin's sort of run, brawl, cross the room when he goes to, to Lilith.
0: What do you make uh, of that? I get that they're trying to make it seem like he's that grateful it's not he's not marrying Lilith again that he, he forgets all about his hit pain. Like I get what they're doing. And he does at least grab onto the sofa as he does it. Like he's kind of grabbing onto the table and the sofa and he turns the corner and then Nars gives him his cane. So they're trying to at least keep it in character. Uh, but it is very sudden and maybe a bit forced in some way. Um I get a kick out of it, but I know I know what you mean. I'm sensing maybe you weren't the biggest fan i'm not a huge fan no, I, I think i think one
1: he moves too quickly he does move very quickly moves like. very quickly and i think you can sort. I, I don't know i get the feeling that when he's grabbing onto the side it's more of an afterthought than it is Any? Yeah. I, I don't really buy it to be honest in terms of the movement i like the idea of him rushing over um but for me i, I don't know i just find it a it's strange. Um...
0: No, I completely agree. Um, and on that note, if Big Bug's getting into the bedroom, a wasp has flown into my room and it's currently flying around my head. So I will, uh, I'm just going to have to take two minutes while I kill this thing and this will inevitably work its way into the bloopers of the end of season. But I'll be right back. <laughs> I won't be a second. I need Just
1: undergoing thing. some small technical difficulties at this moment. Please hang on the line. <laughs> fairness listeners and you're probably gonna hear this on the bloopers if will does successfully kill this thing it's quite a big achievement to do live on that <laughs> he killed it oh i had another cop
0: oh, right that is one dead wasp <laughs> We oh, go. I'm very proud of you, mate. Very Can you proud. you believe that we were speaking, speaking at the beginning of this episode about how many wasps I'd killed? And, <laughs> and one flies in and gets... That is spooky, but I'm there you I'm so impressed. So that you were just like, you're going to take care of it. 30 seconds, Max. Thanks. <laughs> and, and fact, I mean, I would have been better, actually. I nearly got out the window, but I missed my first shot, so I had to, you know, really double up on the, uh, the arm <laughs> blasting. Best actor pick for this episode, Kay? Oh.
1: Okay, so in terms of what is the role...
0: For for best actor, I was just about to ask this question because I have a feeling I know who you want to give it to, and I want to give it to that person as well. So I Ooh. think we should be allowed to give it to anyone who acts in that episode. It, can, it doesn't even even if it's like Tom Durant, for example. And this might actually change some of the results we've got over the years. I'd have given I... it to Tom Durant that day yeah i think tom durant deserves the one for the matchmaker but are, are you in agreement or would you like to keep it to the main five that we can pick anyone from the episode I'm, you I'm happy to either do it to everyone
1: or we say that anyone who appears in more than one episode because that then would bring in bulldog lilith
0: That's a that's a better Um, shout. That's a better shout. although it's so hard that we can't give it to Tom Durant. Uh, As actually no, he does appear in more than one. So He has that one liner
1: but he's like we're not letting go of you
0: now. Technically (laughs) we can uh, we can we can give him that. Let me I'm just gonna ask you again, Kay. Who are you giving it to? It's gotta be Lilith. It's gotta be Lilith for me as well. Yeah, she's so good in this episode. She saves what would be a very run of the mill
1: two parter. Yeah, she she is the um, lifeboat, I think, for this episode. She's the one you cling to. Yeah, that's um, a really good way of putting it, I think. Oh, I, um, I also, one little thing we haven't mentioned, I loved a little bit between Lilith and Niles when he's going on, oh, you've decided to poke fun at marriage by getting married <laughs> and attacking the place you could possibly choose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a Just, great delivery.
1: A complete deadpan of, you know, his family live in Vegas. Right, his parents <laughs>
0: live in Las Vegas. <laughs> so, so well so done. Um, I've got to ask you this week, Key, our man on the ground, Kenny Burling, what would he make of this uh, this episode, please? I, I
1: think... Kennedy Burling's probably in Bora Bora. He didn't bother to come back for this second part. Forget <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> he's stayed on holiday on the beach. Yeah. Is he drinking a Mai Tai in your head? Can you see that?
1: Oh, I can. He's on the beach, feet up, and um, he's talking about forbidden fruit, I think.
0: Wow. He's, he's chatting up the logos. I wonder what Kennedy Burling names his piece. Um, <laughs> the, a question that could also be <laughs> extended to our audience this week. That's, um, that's when you
1: know a joke has reached it in brand new levels. That, oh, <laughs> our imaginary characters.
0: <laughs> Man, got a niche, is uh his manhood who's crazy it anywhere this week key you're I've actually got a line prepared again I'm on some kind of streak this week and it is you were wonderful who says you were wonderful in this episode?
1: oh um I thought
0: I feel like this could be obvious but it could also be a little bit of a curveball because there's I feel like there's a few characters that could technically say it
1: my first thought is that this is said between Madeline and Frasier, I think mm-hmm Feel like it's something where one of them would do a joke about, oh, you were wonderful, or something like, oh, you didn't even need me, or something like that. Mm. Um, so that's my first thought is that it's between Madeline and Frasier. Which one says it? That's the question. Which one, indeed,
0: my friend? Or, or is
1: it possibly between Frasier and Lilith and they're talking about their time together? And I, I can't see that. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Well, this is it tough one. Okay, do I go with Frasier or Madeline? There's a lot of tension in the air. This is when I find out it's neither of them, and I'm, I'm fine. Not. Um, oh, would okay. I
0: do that to <laughs>
1: I'm going to say Frasier.
0: It's neither of them. (laughs) But I asked it because of the fact it could either have been said by Madeline or Lilith. It's neither of them either, but it really has the flavour of a a line shared between them. Roz says it after Frasier does his little plea on KACL. She does, Um, yeah. And she's like, you know, like, how was that? Like, you were wonderful. You know, she'll call you if it's meant to be or whatever. I can't remember the follow-up. Frasier, you were wonderful. Do you really think she'll call if the woman doesn't respond, she doesn't have a heart. Um, but yeah, it's Ross. So, but I mean, I I asked that cheekily because I thought you'd think it was Madeline or Lilith so don't feel too bad okay we don't have any listener mail this week obviously because this is um, a double recording week so we'll obviously get back to that next week um, which is a real shame because we love reading out your your comments and thoughts um, in fact last week's was like a bumper listener mail it was great we had so much to read out I just do want to do a quick reminder um, for those who might have missed it we have a new kind of it's kind of a new platform where you can donate at any point if you want to but it's very stakes um, it's called coffee spelled ko fi so you go to coffee ko ficom slash fraser pod um, and we'll put this link out on all of the social media channels as well but basically the idea is the premise of the website is you buy the creatives that you like so podcasters youtubers you buy them a quote cup of coffee so if you pretend we're in nervosa together you buy a cup of coffee and it, it just stays in like a little tip jar. So if you liked a particular episode, if you liked a season, you can do that. And we've actually introduced some new bonuses this week. Um, so if you, any donation, like the smallest you can give to, to anything above that, because obviously they're all very appreciated. If you donate anything, you can a- send us a question and it can be about anything you want. doesn't have to be Frasier related. And we're going to do a bonus episode at the end of the season where we answer those questions. So you can kind of get to know us a bit more. And it can, it can still be about Frasier. So it's entirely your call. What you want the pressure to be, and we also agreed another one key. um If you donate ten pound or more, and do you want to do you want to say what this little bonus is?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, and I, I could be wrong here.
0: <laughs> we haven't really hashed um, it out, but you've got a good idea. I
1: think we were discussing the idea: if someone donates ten pounds or more, we will review something of their choice.
0: That is right. It can be an episode of television. It can be a film um, if it is a film, we obviously we're going to have to say the format will be slightly different because we're going to still keep the podcast for around about the same length. for looking at about an hour, no matter what the, the content is. Um, so if it's a film, it will be a slightly different review process. Um, but yeah we the, the, the idea is 10 pound or more you can put into a pot any film or tv episode you want us to review even even an album if you wanted to do that because it's it's your money you've made the generous donation in this case so it's up to you um and we, we have said if we you know we get uptake on that we'll only do one a month as well as the the Frasier episodes so the podcast will always be about Frasier you're still going to get the same amount of fraser episode reviews each month none of that will change this is just a little incentive for those who you know who want to donate um but yeah, other than that, Kay, I mean if you got anything you wanna you want know, to add? I've spoke a lot at the end of this episode.
1: oh no, it's, it's quite a strange ending to the episode without having listener mail. It, to be it's honest, I feel lost.
0: i feel yeah, lost people to fall back on.
1: Yeah, it, it is a bit of a strange one. But um, next week, I think is it burying a grudge? Next is week, burying episode ten.
0: Is that about um, Martin and kind of his former partner or something? Uh, I think
1: his partner is in in hospital. I think.
0: Yeah, so quite a, quite a nice Martin-focused episode, which I don't really think we've had too many of up to this point, other than maybe travels with Martin and, and a few others so yeah nice to get back to a Martin focused ep um, but other than that I've been Will I've been Kay thank you very much for listening to We're Listening hey baby I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs oh man and maybe I seem a bit confused yeah maybe but I got you pegs ha 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 but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs